This is a Fubar Radio podcast. For more information, go to fubarradio.com. Callum McSwiggan on Fubar Radio. Hello and welcome back to the Callum McSwiggan Show. Today we have a really, really cool show, actually. Later on we have an interview with the incredible Armistead Morpin coming up, so stick around for that. But before we dive in there, I'm joined in the studio by the absolutely stunning Nate Ethan Watson. How are you doing, Nate? I'm good, Callum. How are you? I'm really good. It's, uh, it's, it's a pleasure to have you here. And, I mean, there's so many things I want to talk to you about today. Yeah. Uh, but let's, let's start about talking about you and your music because I know that that's what you're most passionate about so so tell me a little bit about your background there Um, well I've been emceeing and rapping for over 10 years now Um, it's been a long time Um, I've had a few tracks out there I've had um, a track which people more know me for um, called Garms Fresh it was a baseline track so that featured on Ministry of Sound. Oh, amazing. Um, yeah. That's a, that's a big deal. Yeah, that was kind of what cap- catapulted me, to be fair, and made everything else kind of blow up for me. So, yeah. Yeah, that was a good look, to be fair. And you do grime specifically? No. That, no. No. Oh, I messed this up. Do no, you research, it's not you. Callum. It's not you that's messed this up, Callum, <laughs> at all. It's what they've been putting out there. That okay. I'm the first, trans, uh, first grime transgender artist. Right, okay. But my thing is I'm an artist. So you do all different yeah. Types do, of music, literally everything. I rap on everything, so it's not just specifically grime. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. I've got. I've got. I've got my facts. Yeah. Now <laughs> you heard it first. <laughs> <laughs> and and I mean, how 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 has that been for you? Like, how has your career progressed? Um, it's been very eventful. Um, yeah. Obviously, I'm from Wolverhampton, so when I started doing music, the scene wasn't that big. There wasn't many rappers or mm-hmm. MCs coming from the city, so I literally came straight to London. I entered a competition. Um, I think it was called Future Hype actually Okay. Um, entered the competition I'd done quite well in there so things started moving quite quickly for me in London so that was kind of like the takeoff point but yeah I've said 10 years I've done quite a lot of things I've been on tour with Tim Westwood um, no yeah some of the guys from I think it's the only way it's Essex they came on the tour yeah, yeah. with us as well so yeah. That's really cool. And and how has that world um, welcomed and accepted you? Because I I mean I don't I don't want to stereotype like I yeah. guess like the rapping community or that side of music. Yeah. But I know that I, I think I as an LGBT plus person would mm-hmm. would perhaps feel a little bit intimidated by that world. Yeah. Well, how was that for you? Did I, you feel it was welcome? You were welcomed with open arms? Yeah, I can kind of understand that. In fact, I understand that completely. Um, but for me, I think I built a lot in the scene uh, previously. So now it's kind of like. I haven't spoke to everybody that I've met along in the music scene, but I've spoke to many and they're supportive of me. So I think it's the fact that I've built up a lot of good rapports previously. So I'm able to still kind of have those people behind me in a way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's really, really important. Yeah, yeah. 
and 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 with your transition as well because obviously you know things like your voice is going to be affected and changed so so what is it like going through that kind of experience of of creating music yeah before and after or during your transition even i said this the other day vaguely um my voice has dropped quite a lot yeah Um, 10 months into my trans i'm going into my 11th month into my transition so it's the puberty stage about two to five years of puberty so anything my voice can drop a bit more than it is now do you know what i mean so yeah. things that i'd be able to do before i can't really do now like my voice has completely changed from i don't sound as high i can't reach them high frequencies that i used to sure. before but yeah so it's just about relearning and trying out different things to be honest yeah Adam, like, yeah i've got that depth in the voice that's now, what i was so. gonna say surely it comes with some advantages yeah, as well definitely like there's things that i can't do that i could do before but things that i can do now i'm more comfortable yeah it's like things that i wanted to be doing like where's that depth in my voice i haven't got sure. it so i can't flow like that but yeah i'm kind of grasping it now it's just training it up to you know <laughs> absolutely so, so so what what what's the future for you right now are you currently working on new music yeah i'm, all, I'm always going to be working on music because it's just the fact that i've transitioned it's not going to stop me doing music of I course just know, yeah you know of course, i mean of course. i just know that it's probably going to be a bit different yeah. in the way that i do it now but yeah I'm, I'm working on some new stuff so i'm quite happy with that at the minute amazing yeah well it's, it's, i, I I wish you had some of your new stuff I to share know, with us. I'm, I'm really, really, I really know. disappointed. Do you know what? It's a surprise. <laughs> That's why people can follow me on Instagram and just keep up with what I'm posting on there. Uh, well, I do have a, I do have a clip from some of your older stuff. Yeah. Um, if you'd like me to play it, yeah, that's uh, fine. This is from Could You Be, I yeah. believe. Yeah. Okay. This is just a little snippet. Can do it like you never had it But I ain't pushy, I ain't rushy We don't need to plan it I could take you to the star, see another planet I ain't gotta spell it out, you already on it Okay, I never message you, you message me what? So you slid up in my DM, started telling me uh-huh. That you're loving off my star, but you're low-key And I ain't got a problem with that, I like privacy too So we can keep it between me and you Oh, it's a bop. I love it's it already. <laughs> I love it already. Well, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really, really excited for, for, the, for the future and to hear some more of your stuff. We'll definitely be playing it here yeah, on Food Bar Radio. Yeah, sending it through to you as soon as it's finished. Uh, I was going to ask you, you know, how, how do you feel about some of the other kind of trans artists out there? I mean, we have Kim Petras, for instance, and she's like absolutely smashing. Yeah. The, I was going to say just in America, but it's not. It's, you know, it's, yeah, go, it's worldwide, going worldwide now. And I think yeah. one of the things that I absolutely adore about her is that she's hit the mainstream to the fact that you know nobody's i I know that i've just done this but for the most part nobody's referring to her as that trans musician they're just referring to her as that incredible musician and we love her music and the fact that that she's trans is is kind of beside the point yeah is 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 that where you would like to see yourself and other yeah eventually like i don't just want to be labeled as the trans rapper yeah totally been rapping a lot longer before i was trans so I never really had that around me, but now it's turned into the trans grime rapper. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm transgender, but I don't just do grime, and I don't really want that te- that title of being the trans rapper. Totally, you just want to be a rapper in your own yeah, right. Yeah. But if you want to talk about the fact that I've transitioned, then we can talk about that. But I don't want that transgender grime artist title. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Totally get that. Yeah. So, um, I want to talk a little bit about um, your growing up situation mm-hmm. because I know that you were quite heavily bullied in school. Yeah. Did you find that was something that affected your music? I do. I think my music was a way. It was like an escape for me in a way because of what I was going through at school. It was from pretty early on. To be fair, it was um, say like 
going from infants to junior school, I'm not sure what the, the call it now, is it primary and then into secondary school. Mm. But yeah, I did suffer quite a bit of bullying through those those years. And I think me, I used to kind of just lock away. Like yeah. I think in playgrounds and stuff, I was kind of like the loud mouth kind of, do you know what I mean? Always making people laugh and whatever. But as soon mm -hmm. as I went home, it was like, things was really affecting me from a young age. So I'd get the pen and the pad out and just literally start writing everything that mm. I was feeling. and that turned into songs so yeah yeah and then I had I used to go to school with my notepad with all the songs that I've wrote in there and say to my friends can you read that can you write a comment in the back so that's amazing yeah and so people knew that I was doing that from early on early it's, early ages I mean it's, it's it's awful that you had to go through that but mm. it's it's also really incredible to hear that you've kind of used those experiences to you know influence your music and yeah, and you now in, you know empower yourself yeah yeah definitely I think at the time it was kind of, it's, it can be soul crushing, do you yeah, know what I mean? Especially absolutely. when you know you're different anyway, do you know what I mean? And you can't, at that age, I couldn't really put my finger on it. I was just like, um, to be fair, it was like a mixed race. I've got ginger hair at the time. My hair was bright orange, do you yeah. know what I mean? I had a gap. I was like doing my music and writing and whatever. So I had a lot of stick, do you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah I think music was my, literally a, a coping mechanism for me. That's amazing. Mm. Let's talk a little bit about everything that is happening now, because yeah. I think uh, we we can't not talk about it. You know, yeah, it's true. such a important. And I, I don't I don't want to get this wrong. So could you tell me in your words the situation with the doctor? I believe I have his name here somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If uh, Webberly. Yeah. Doctor Webberly. Tell yeah. Tell me about. This, this situation? Um, well, I've just got the phone call and um, I had an automatic um, a, a message that they sent out to literally all the patients. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was last week saying that there's been a suspension, um, but not to worry because the care would continue. So right. I kind of thought about it and I was like, okay, I haven't heard anything more than this, but then I got a, a phone call from my NHS doctor and she was like, Nate, we literally can't continue this. Your gender doctors have been suspended. We are not comfortable in carrying on the shared care because I had shared care um, agreement between yeah. the gender doctor and the NHS doctor. So they literally liaise and work together. So my NHS doctors now has turned around and said, she's not funding it. Um, I had my last injection today, to be honest. So now it's like the fight. I'm battling through to see where my next injection is going to come from. Um, it doesn't seem like there's any hope from the NHS because I've been waiting yeah. probably 30 months already to be seen for my first consultation with the um, the gender clinic with the NHS. So, yeah, it's... It's it's really terrifying. It and, is. And, and, and I think the fact that this is happening... You know, I think we all go about our lives sometimes and we think, you know, that oh, that's being taken yeah. care of over there. Mm -hmm. but, it, but, it, but it clearly isn't. And this no. is like such a... Not, it is such a, a strong example of, you know, the examples of kind of health inequalities that, that trans people regularly exactly. face. Yeah. And I, I, for one, am a little bit confused about how this could happen in the mm -hmm. first place, because it's not just yourself. I believe it's 1,600. 1,600 patients. 1,600 yeah. patients were mm -hmm. seeing that doctor, yeah. and now all of them are going to be denied care well this is the thing now um gender G gp have turned around and said that um nobody's to worry because the care is going to continue they've just moved everything over to spain so now the prescriptions will be done by a european doctor right okay but i've actually emailed callum and i says well i have got something to worry about because my doctor now has turned around and said she's not gonna fund the shared care so i'm kind of like so i'm in a position what's going to happen do you know what I mean? Yeah. She's pulled out, but you like saying it's okay, but it's clearly not okay. Yeah. 
So yeah, this is the, the battle that I'm having. I've literally come straight from Wolverhampton today after sorting out, trying to sort out as much as I could before coming down to London. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm very grateful that you're here, by oh, the way. I, I mean, was looking forward to coming here, so I'm glad you invited me. The, the, the fact that you're going through so much and you've still taken the time out to join yeah. us here today, is we're really, really grateful. No, thank you. I'm glad you invited me. Uh, so I just, I guess, forgive my ignorance a little bit because I, I, I'm sure you've done the research to death, but mm. uh, what are your other options at the minute? Uh, the other options is I literally got straight into my emails and onto the phone um, when I got this phone call. So I've messaged the NHS gender clinic to see if there's any chance of pushing me forward. Yeah. But obviously there's no chance of that because there's people that have been waiting a long time before me as well. Sure. But um, the thing is, now I've got to look for a different private gender doctor right that's which where is potentially I'm, costly yeah it's you... going to be very costly to be honest um there was two gender private gender clinics that i was choosing between before i started my transition right the first one it was um my first choice was a bit more expensive than gender gp so obviously i went with gender gp after mm -hmm. doing my research but now it's like well i should have really just started with them because it might look like i might have to go with them anyway it's mm. just that extra funding now that it's just going to be crazy. Would, would you agree that, you know, that a situation like yours should be considered almost like an emergency situation? Yeah. You know, somebody starting their transition mm -hmm. and then suddenly being abruptly stopped. Yeah. I'm sure, I mean, I don't know the medical side of it, to be mm -hmm. honest, but I'm sure that has consequences and, and quite serious health consequences. Definitely. So, uh, again, it, it really worries me that there's not something in place mm -hmm. to say, you know, if something like this does happen, that there is an emergency service this that would come in and, and, and help that. Yeah. Do, I mean, do you think your situation will maybe help for that to become a thing in future? Um, I'm hoping, yeah. to be fair, because I've been publicising and very open about my transition. Um, I've had people that have followed my music career, so obviously I've kind of brought them in on my journey and said, well, this is what was going on, and now you lot can follow the rest of my journey. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think a lot of people that message me, they're not, they haven't got the support. I'm kind of lucky in terms of I have got quite a good support base around me family yeah. and friends but i know that there's people that message me that haven't got that mm. do you know what i mean and they're in a position now where it's it's even worse for them do you know what i mean and that kind of to be fair Colin, that makes me emotional do you know what i mean because these people come and talk to me and i try and keep them going as much as i'm trying to keep myself going sure and i know that they're in this situation and some people are kind of looking for me to be that strong one and do you know what i mean have the platform and do something about it which yeah. I'm motivated to do that but at the same time I'm like it's stressful for me as well because I'm in that position and I'm stopping myself having the anxiety and absolutely any, everything that can come with the thought of detransitioning and going back to the place where I came from so that's a scary scary thought I mean I think it's I think it's amazing that people do look up to you as as that kind of role model but at the same time you know it's it's, it's not your responsibility yeah, at the end of the day you know you're just thing. you're just a guy trying to you know go yeah. through your transition and yeah. you know you shouldn't be having to fight all of these battles and it's these true, like yeah. incredible something incredibly complex as the NHS and all exactly, their ins and outs yeah. that's that's a lot for one guy to take on his shoulders it is definitely but I think at the same time, the positive is in it for me is that I haven't seen, I've, I'm struggling myself because there's yeah. nobody for me to go and talk to or, do you know what I mean, to get any information or whatever from. So if I can be that person, then it's like, I don't mind, do you know what I mean, Callum? I've yeah. done a lot of work where I've mentoring, that's literally my life, mentoring, supporting away from music. So 
I, that is my passion, working with people and helping people. So I don't think I'll ever be able to stop that naturally. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But it's just in you. It's in your yeah, nature. It's, it's in your blood. It's literally in my heart to do that. But at the same time, it's like I have to put myself first. Absolutely. And make sure that I'm okay so I can make sure everybody else is all try and, do you know what I mean, help mm. people that do message me. And the the the, the doctor, Doctor Webberly, yeah. uh, they were sus- suspended. Are you are you able to talk about the reasons behind their suspension? Um, I'm still trying to find out some more information about yeah. that. To be fair, I have actually contacted them, so I'm still waiting to see the the real ins and outs of mm. what's going on. I, d- I I did a little bit of reading around it, but I, I was also struggling to kind of grasp yeah. w- what had happened there. But for, but from what I could see, it seems that this this person had been suspended. Mm-hmm. Um, and there wasn't necessarily even due cause for that. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't want to say that outright because mm-hmm. I do not know the ins and outs of the situation. Yeah. But it's. It seems they were perhaps a little too quick to suspend somebody who was providing care to so many people. Yeah. Without considering the consequences of that first, you know, I think something should have been put in place—a safety net and an emergency fund or whatever it is. Yeah, definitely. To, to support people like yourself who mm-hmm. are, you know, left in this in this awful situation. This I'm so, and I'm so sorry that that has happened to you. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping that there is something like that and I will hear from somebody to say well this has been set up so you can clearly just move over to and continue the care but at the minute I've said to people I'm literally in limbo and I yeah. I don't like to push blame on people and say well you've done this and it's your fault and they didn't do this so it's their fault I don't like to do that my only issue right now is I don't want to detransition of course <laughs> like of I need course. my hormone treatment of so course. that's like my main issue I'm not trying to push blame I'm just like this shouldn't have happened I shouldn't be in this position no. like 11 months into my transition so well, I, I, I hope you've, you, I hope you find a solution to this situation. You, if, if, if there's anything I can do, please, please, oh, please you, do reach out. It. And um, I'm sure there's a lot of people, you know, listening around the world, etc., who are really sympathetic as well and would yeah, love to support that. you in this. Thank you. Thanks. Um, I think, Nate, you know, we, we invited you here before, before any of this happened. Yeah. You know? we, we, we invited you here as, as a rapper, as a musician, but we also want to have some fun here yeah. on the show today. It's That's Pride Month. Come here. It's yeah. Pride Month after all. Can we get away from the serious stuff First now? First <laughs> show of Pride Month. So let's have a little bit of fun. Yeah. Um, we've got a game coming up very shortly, but okay. before we do that, let's jump into a bit of music. This is Cheap Queen by King Princess. This this game is is, is one of my favourites. Um, we've recently brought this back to the Callum McSwiggan show. This is this is a game that we retired and we've brought it back. It, it's you know since it's Pride Month and since we you know it's fifty year anniversary of Stonewall this year. Yeah. Um, we've been talking a lot about LGBT plus history and this game is a celebration. Okay. Of that. Wicked. <laughs> so this game is called Queers Throughout the Years okay. and right here in front of me I have five different facts about LGBT plus history. Mm-hmm. Some of these are true. Yeah. And some of them 
them have been completely fabricated. Okay. Usually it's me <laughs> who does the, who who makes them up when yeah. we play this game. Uh, but I've been a very busy boy this week, so my lovely producer has put this together. Um, so I've, I've not read this yet. Okay. Um, but yeah, are you ready to dive I'm right ready? in? I'm ready, yeah. Okay, our first one. In early 17th century London, there was a gay brothel on the site where Buckingham Palace is today. True. True. Why, why, why true? Because I just think that that's so like something that you wouldn't imagine. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. <laughs> LGBT can be things that you just don't imagine. <laughs> so. I just think like, why did they decide to build Buckingham? If this is indeed true, why would they decide to build Buckingham Palace on somewhere where there was a gay brothel before. I mean, I'm I'm fine with a gay brothel, but you know, some people uh, can be quite uptight about uh, that kind of thing. That's like a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> Why would they do that, Callum? <laughs> you, you just don't know. You just don't know. So, are you are you, are you sticking? I'm with, saying true. You you are absolutely. Am I right? Correct. Oh, yeah, you are. It is true. In 1649, um, English lawyer and politician Clement Walker discovered. Um, newly erected Sodoms and Spintries at the Mulberry Garden at St. James. Um, and yes, this suggests that the site m- must have been a place of debauchery, apparently. Okay. Um, I would have liked to go there. That sounds like a fun place <laughs> to visit. I, w- I-, I think that'd be a good time. Uh, let's jump into our next one. Yeah. In 1970, a young stripper named Shelley Bauman, Bauman lost her leg in a Seattle strip club when a huge fight broke out over a man dressed as a woman in the club and she was shot in the leg. With the payout she got from the incident, she opened Seattle's first gay bar, which she named Shelley's Leg. <laughs> um, what, what are you thinking? What are you Shelley's thinking? Leg's got yeah. a ring to it. Anyway. <laughs> I, I, again, um, I would go there. I would go there. Uh, that you could hear that story actually happening, but for some reason I'm going to say false. What? What? But why? What makes you think false? Because I'm not sure. I can see that kind of. It seems like a very like kind of elaborate thing to make up. Yeah, you know. To be fair, and, and I, I would... I've not. Actually, I don't actually know the answer, and I've not looked oh, at it yet. I've got it in front of me, but I've not looked whether this is true or false yet. So I'm not actually sure myself. Um, I feel like that's something that you would expect to happen. So I'm going to go with the opposite. So you're going to say that yeah, this is false? Yeah, the first one we wouldn't expect that, but it was true. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Well, I have the answer here, right. and. You are absolutely correct. <laughs> it is false. In 1970, at the Seattle Bastille Day Parade, stripper Shelley Bowman was there enjoying it. A fire engine was part of the parade and the water cannon on it was set up to fire confetti. The cannon was fired and somehow it did not shoot confetti, but rather a ball of wet paper which hit her. Oh, wow. Um, her lower abdomen was severely injured and doctors were forced to amputate her left leg. She did sue, though, and opened the first gay bar with that name. So, it was partially true. Shelley's so, it was true, then? No. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's partially true. So, so she did indeed open Seattle's first gay bar, um, called Shelley's Leg, but she lost her leg for a very different reason. Oh, that was actually true. So, yeah, yeah. Shit. It was indeed. I had no. um, So, where... So, uh, do I get a point for that one? No? I think you get, like, a partial point. Like half? Like, you get a half point. I'll take half. Because, you know, Shelley's leg does it. I wonder if it's still there today. I would very much like to go I'm there. I'm going to Google that later. Yeah, look it up. Shelley's look leg. it up. <laughs> All right, our next one. The US government considered making a gay bomb. Scientists figured in 1994 that discharging female sex pheromones over enemy forces would make them sexually attracted to each other. 
It sounds like something the US government would do. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> that actually sounds like it would be legit. Yeah, but like, why? What? But the thing that confuses me about this is like, why would they think that turning their enemies gay would in any way help them? Because I would argue that gays are very resourceful, and if you turned all your enemies gay, you're actually empowering them yeah. with the, with the strength of homosexuality. Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, like being gay would not disable your enemy. No, it would not. It would it would make them more powerful. It's Pride Month for God's sake. Yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> true. You think true? Yeah. You are indeed correct. Ping. It is true. Um, Ohio-based research organization Wright Lab requested a six-year, $7.5 million grant to create a variety of non-lethal weapons. The laboratory also came up with similarly questionable ideas such as bad breath bombs, flatulence bombs, and bombs designed to attract swarms of stinging insects. Like, this is real. Wow. Like, I feel like I'm reading something out of fantasy book yeah it sounds yet, it doesn't it but then at the same time I'm like oh yeah I can so the US government wasted all that money coming up with bombs to try and turn their enemies gay to make their enemies fart and to make their enemies attract stinging insects can they create some bombs with some testosterone in or something <laughs> send them over here <laughs> it would be helpful right <laughs> you now I mean? <laughs> spend your money spend your money on something useful please <laughs> Right, our next one. In the 1930s, a Disney comic strip showed Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck flirt with each other behind Mickey's girlfriend's back. <laughs> when Minnie found out, she ended things with Mickey and refused to talk to Donald. Oh, that's why they fell out. That's why they <laughs> fell out. This is, this is the um, reason behind it all. False. Do you think false? Yeah. I think Mickey and Minnie are still going strong. <laughs> You are correct. You are indeed correct. Um, it was actually quite the opposite. Um, in 1931, the comic strip showed Mickey meeting a big cat who displayed all the markers stereotypically given to gay gay characters during that period. He had a lisp, a limp handshake, and batting eyelashes. Revealing himself to be not just homophobic, but a violent gay basher, Mickey attacked the cat and called him a cream puff inhaler. <laughs> so, oh wow, when was this? <laughs> so this I mean it's a long time ago. This was nineteen thirty one. But just so everyone's aware, Mickey Mouse is violently homophobic and homophobic attacks no gay people, apparently. Um that uh, that's just ruined everything I ever thought about Disney and Disneyland. Yeah, like, that's out of order. Next time I go to Disneyland I'm gonna I'm gonna spot Mickey across the way and I'm gonna Chop him. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say avoid Sweep him. But yeah, we we can chop him. We can chop him, take him down. Mickey. Well, I like to think that Mickey, you know, he's he's quite an old man now and I like to think that he's changed his ways. I like he to think he, he accepts the gays a little bit more now. Yeah, he's a, he should be a bit wiser. Yeah, he's starting he, he's starting to allow, allow them in his movies. Well yeah. You know, we had Beauty and the Beast and Frozen. I mean, it's minor representation, but it's a little bit. It's getting there. It's getting there slowly. Mm. Come on, Mickey, you can you can do better. You can Minnie do better. sort him out. You can, yeah, <laughs> I bet I bet Minnie's an ally. You know, I bet Minnie's sick of Mickey's uh, homophobic ways. Well. Yeah, Donald Donald <laughs> fucking loves the gays. Like Donald won't shut up about the gays. <laughs> Uh, it's just, I wasn't just even going to do my Donald Duck voice. <laughs> oh, please do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have one more. Um, Jimi Hendrix pretended to be gay to get out of the army in 1962. True. You think true? Yeah. Why? Because 
he probably wanted to get out to obviously focus on his, his music and stuff. But, yeah, um, it makes absolute sense. And you weren't allowed to serve in yeah, the army. That's what I was going to say. As, a gay, as an openly gay person at that point. Um, so you are absolutely correct. Um, Jimmy said he left the 101st Airborne Division aged 19 in 1962 after being injured on a parachute jump. But Hendrick's biography says army records show he was dis- discharged for homosexual tendencies. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Well, well look I mean, what happened to him after that. <laughs> who, who fucking knows? I, I just, I, I, am I offended by this? I might be a little bit offended by it. I don't know. Do you know what? I don't know because I don't want to talk about people's lives. But I'm like, maybe he did really have tendencies. Maybe but he did. Was I was just, I wasn't going to say it, but like, it's quite yeah, possible. Maybe. Like, there's a lot of speculation here, and yeah. I don't think. I think it's one of those things where we have like some of the facts, but not all of the facts, and there we kind of make assumptions. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, that's an interesting one. And I think that, you know, LGBT plus history, I think, is missing. It has so many plot holes yeah. because our history hasn't been documented. And that's exactly. because it had so much of it had to be kept secret and Covered kept hidden. Up, yeah. So now when we're looking back, we're often, you know, there's so many holes in the stories mm. and we're trying to piece it together and piece together what actually happened. Exactly, yeah. Um, and with, even with it being like the 50 year anniversary of Stonewall, mm-hmm. you know, there are so many kind of discrepancies and, you know, people argue over what actually went down. <laughs> yeah. At Stonewall on yeah. that night because you know there are so many people told different stories mm-hmm. and the way it was documented and reported yeah. I, I find it fascinating it I find fascinating. it absolutely really fascinating interesting. Yeah. Um, I just hope going forward that our history is kind of documented properly I've, I hope so as well because I think everybody's a bit more open to things now um, I think we still got a long way to go but I don't think we should be hiding who we are do you know what no. I mean so I mean people like yourself you know being very visible and out yeah. there and talking about you know your your transition yourself yeah. also promoting your music you know mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's amazing and it really is making a difference i hope so <laughs> definitely hope so. definitely is uh should we should we have a little bit more music yeah all right this is a little bit of ice cream by mika Nate insisted just off the air just then that I tell you all that he got five out of five correct. Thanks for that, Callum. <laughs> well done, Nate. We're, we're very, very proud of you. That rarely happens in that game. So really? Well done. You, you oh, know is there a scoreboard or something there? You know, <laughs> I'll, I'll make one just for you. Yeah. And, and you're, you're at the top. Yeah, you're at please the top. do that. <laughs> uh, we, I, we're going to shortly go to um, an interview from the amazing icon Armistead Morpin. So I had the Sweet. pleasure of interviewing him last week in relation to the new Netflix series Tales of the City which is coming out this Friday on the 7th of June I don't know if you've heard much about I this haven't, show um, I did see something on the Instagram so it's, I'm actually interested to hear this it, like I'm I've, I've only seen one episode I was lucky mm. enough to see one episode last week but it's it's coming out this Friday and I'm already obsessed with it it's basically it tells so many different LGBT plus stories in San Francisco it's entirely written by queer writers I think there was obviously Armistead but then I think there was seven maybe eight other queer writers working on it mm. it's like predominantly LGBT plus actors predominantly LGBT plus characters and okay. um, the, the, the trans representation in it as well is absolutely incredible and something I've I don't really think I've seen before really um, oh, okay. so I'm really really excited 
to yeah. see it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to the interview now. So it's, it's just a very short in- interview with Armistead, who was a character, by the way. He was a very, very cheeky gentleman, and I thoroughly enjoyed interviewing <laughs> him. And it's truly a career hi- highlight for me as well. Oh, um, so I'm going to play a little bit of a snippet, a little bit of a teaser trailer, and then we'll go straight into the interview. Did anyone ever tell you how I came to live at Barbary Lane in the first place? I read an ad. You know what it said? You'll know if it's right for you. There is no better reward in a person's life than to see a building turn from walls of brick to a nest of warm stories and warm hearts (laughs) so now i am joined by lgbt plus icon and living legend armistead morpin how are you doing i'm living that's a, that's a really good thing to be when you're a legend. Uh, I hear you're really excited about being on FUBAR because you're allowed to, to swear and, well, s- and I, say whatever I you like. Well, I don't have to worry about it. I usually I swear in all sorts of places, but, yeah. and they look horrified. But <laughs> I think we must use all words in the language Absolutely. when we want to tell a story. So let's talk a little bit about Tales of the City. Now, this is a series that so many people have recommended to me. I, I, I must confess, I've not actually read it yet. But but one of my very best friends gave me a copy for my birthday, so I'm, I'm very Excellent. excited to tear into it. Yeah, that's a start. It's important that the young be indoctrinated, <laughs> and I'm happy that someone's <laughs> working it on you. <laughs> I feel like, it, as well, Tales of the City is something that is you know well-loved by young young generations and the older generations. You know, It's something that spans absolutely everybody, and it was written across several decades as well. Yes, it was written. Uh, it's been going on for 43 years now. And I've always tried to update it with younger characters. Yeah. We had to bring in some writers this time around because I can't keep up with everything. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a really rich show that speaks to everyone's experience. Yeah, There's a lot of intergenerational stuff in Tales of the City that's dear to my heart because when I was first coming out 40 years ago, I had people older, even older gay people, Christopher Isherwood, the writer mm-hmm. who created the Berlin stories and yeah. therefore Cabaret, who invented Liza Minnelli, for heaven's sake, Yeah, wow. um, was uh, th- constantly throwing parties where there were all ages of queers. And we got to tell e- our stories to each other. Yeah. And, and it, 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 it sort of uh, validated everything. You could see where they had been and where you were going. And uh, so we have moments in, in tales where generations share their experience, a particularly powerful one. Uh, between Michael Tolliver and his younger, 30 years younger lover, husband. Now, he's, they're not married yet. I want them to be married. Yeah. <laughs> Where they t- talk about the fact that he Michael doesn't share his experiences with AIDS. He was so traumatized mm. by this, uh, as many of us were at that time, when your friends were all dropping deads. It was like a horror show. Yeah. And you bury it. You don't talk about it. And uh, and it 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 becomes a moment where they they're they're sharing to the degree that they can become closer yeah as two men 
I, th- I feel like the LGBT plus community in particular is this is this place where we do have this kind of crossing generations that you don't see anywhere else. You know, you can walk into a gay bar even now and there'll be an 18 year old and an 80 year old. That's the joy of it. Stories. That's the joy of it. I always say it's like being in the Navy. Yeah. <laughs> you, can come, <laughs> you can come to a strange town, but you recognize the uniform and uh, and there's fellowship. Yeah. Absolutely. Instant fellowship. And we need to not let go of that. Uh, it's real easy to do when you've got the internet and you can find exactly what you want, you know, <laughs> online. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I said the other day, probably in a place I shouldn't have said it, but um, that I'm not going to be one of those old queens that uh, that complains about, uh, you know, you young people today with your grinder. <laughs> you got it so easy. In my day, we had to walk. 20 miles through the snow just to suck a cock. Wow. Wow. <laughs> but, it, but it's, it's true, true, you know. It, it is true. Well, it, it's sort of true. Yeah. But, you know, you can use Grinder today. Everyone I, can use Grinder today. Everyone can use everyone it. Everyone can use it. And as a matter of fact, it wasn't Grinder, but I met my husband on a website called Daddy Hunt. Oh, wow. That, and no. I knew, I didn't meet him on the website. I was walking down the street yeah. and saw him. Beautiful, beautiful man that he still is today after 15 years. Yeah. Uh, and recognized him from Daddy Hunt. Oh wow! Now that is something. And I so I knew he liked men over forty-five. Yeah. And as I said uh, at the time, I was overqualified for that position. <laughs> <laughs> but it, uh, um, you know, that that grew out of uh, the use of the internet. Yeah, I think that's that really is modern day romance, isn't it? There, there, there's it really such is. A, something everybody, quite touching everybody, about straight that. and gay, yeah. meets their true love online. Eventually, after some serious disasters, <laughs> um, <laughs> they hear my sister tell it. So, Tales of the City is coming to Netflix on June seventh. Yep. And what is what is your hope for this kind of revival of it? Uh, well, mostly I like want people to like it. Yeah. I think they will. Um, I want them to get as wrapped up in it as they have with the books and the original miniseries, and to let it become part of their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and encourage them to lead their lives in that way, to find fellowship in that way. And are, are any of the stories of the characters, you know, are they, are they part of your life? In the show itself, some. I, I, I couldn't tell you right, right offhand what's, what's your mine or, and, uh, and which were written by okay. our wonderful writer's room. But um, There are parts of you peppered through it. Par- parts of me peppered through it. Lovely. Especially the relationships between uh, Michael and his partner. Yeah. And uh, and then our writer's room c- contained enormous diversity in term- terms of trans writers, non-binary writers, people yeah. who had experiences that were far beyond mine, uh, but gave us great storylines mm-hmm. because it's just that much more complicated when you're trying to find your true love, uh, when you're defining yourself and... Uh, Hoping that the world will you ex- accept you that way. Would you would you say it's a, a celebration of diversity? I would, except that it. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it is a celebration yeah. of diversity. Yeah. We use that word so flinging around so freely these days. Yeah, absolutely. But, but that's what was the effort. Yeah. To uh, to to let everybody find a little something of themselves in the story. Lovely. Well, Armistead, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you, Callum. I hope everybody goes and sees Tales of the City. It's available on Netflix from June 7th. 
Thank and you. why are you not on television? Oh, I, I should be. You, I should you be. certainly should be. <laughs> can, you, can you get me a job in television? I can tell, tell them what you look like, at least. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Armistead. You're welcome. Bye-bye. What a flirt he was. He was such a flirt. I, 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 I want to hang out with Armistead a little more. He's, he's an absolute hero. Um, I, I was going to say a minute ago as well, like this show is full of so many incredible, pe- incredible people. Like Ellen Page, Laura Linney, Bob the Drag Queen. I just, I, I want everyone, I'm, I'm obsessed with it. Mm. I've just, in the, Nate and I have just been chatting and I think I've convinced Nate to watch it. Yeah, you've definitely convinced me. Good, when, good. When is it out, did you say? It's, oh, no, nice. I like the way you did <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, but tell everybody. <laughs> Yeah, I remember. <laughs> it is it is out this Friday, which is June seventh, and it's available on Netflix. And yes, I just I just recommend that everybody go and watch that. Yeah, I'll um, be watching it. Nate and I will be reacting to some of your sex confessions very shortly. Um, if you want to send in any last-minute confessions, you can do that by emailing Callum at foobarradio.com, and we'll be reacting to those very shortly. But before we do that, let's have a little bit of Charlie XCX and Lizzo. Blame it on your love. Nate and I were just discussing how we are both so happy that we feel like Lizzo is finally getting the representation finally. that she deserves. I mean, she is the queen, queen of the queers. And Definitely. I'm just, I'm just so happy. I fucking love Lizzo. I love Lizzo. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are going to do some sex confessions now. Thank you so much to everyone who has sent one in. Uh, Nate, would you, would you like to read the first one? Yeah, let's go for it. Um, right. I was listening to my favourite LGBT artist track on repeat. Who for this confession will be anonymous? I was so obsessed. You know how it is on repeat. I only go and bump into him in a coffee shop last week. <laughs> We're going on a date tomorrow. Go oh you. Oh my God. That Go is sick. That is, that is gold. How, how does that even happen? How did that happen? My God. I want to hear more about that. That's interesting. I'm jealous. There are, there, are, there are a few LGBT plus artists in this country that I'm obsessed with. And if I bumped into them in a coffee shop and ended up getting a date, I... I I wouldn't be able to speak on the radio. I'd be, I'd, I'd be done. That'd yeah. be, that'd be me over. Oh, I hope this is the start of a, a wonderful love story. It could be, couldn't it? That sounds very positive. This Big up amazing. you, though. And like, if you know, if they end up being a couple, we're probably going to be hearing from this person. This yeah. person's going to probably end up all over the press and the media. Can they message back in and let us know how it went? I, I, I and then you can let me know. I'm going to get my producers to get in touch and find out more about this because yeah. wow, that doesn't happen every day. Does that it? doesn't happen every day. Good. Good for you. Good for you. Proud. Very proud. All right, I will do this next one. My mum ruined mine and my boyfriend's anniversary. We were leaving our hotel for dinner, and in the lift, I found my single mum, obviously on a date, snogging the face of a man I've never seen before. What a way to put you off your dinner. Well, you, okay. Look, I'm just. All I'm going to say is that your mum is allowed to date people, and she's allowed to have a sex life herself. Yeah. Um, and I, she was having a good time. That's not ruining you and your boyfriend's anniversary. There you go. Leave mama alone. Leave mama alone. I'm you're getting a telling off from from me now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I do. I do appreciate that. That might. That would have probably 
been quite yeah, orcs. Yeah, that would have cringed me out, to be fair. <laughs> Leave Mama alone. Leave Mama alone. <laughs> She's living her best life. Good for her. Good good for you, yeah. single mum, if, you, if you're listening, which probably not. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you want to read the next one, Nate? Yeah, okay. My best friend for the past 15 years is currently transitioning from male to female. It's her birthday coming up and I want to buy her something feminine to support her transition. It doesn't have to be serious. Any ideas? Wow, I love I loved this question and, and I think just so lovely of you as well to, to want to support your friend that's in so her supportive. transition. Definitely, that's, yeah. that, that's amazing. You're a good friend, man. Good friend. Uh, obviously, this would be the reverse for you, Nate. Yeah. Um, but like... Can we flip it for a second? You know what? what yeah, what, I think that would be the best been, way. What Let's try this out. What would have been supportive for you, or or even now? You know, going through your transition. If somebody, if I was to buy you a gift, yeah, I mean, chocolates is good. Chocolates is good, but, <laughs> but it's but, kind but, of. But, 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 but is there anything like in particular? Do you know what clothing? I guess. Yeah, I was just about to say clothing. Clothing always works. I think if one of my friends was to buy me a shirt or even sort of a pack of boxes or something, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe that's really a nice. nice set of something, or so maybe maybe they could buy her a nice dress. I guess it's it's always it's, it's always tricky buying clothes for people though. But I feel like even the gesture itself, yeah, it's 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 just showing that's support. That's so nice, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I think clothing always kind of you win with clothing. You win. underwear, pajamas, just make sure it's feminine. Yeah, yeah, make it, yeah, feminine clothing. I think is a winner. Just make sure you get the gift re- gift receipt so that they can exchange. Yeah. <laughs> There you know, you just just in case you get them, you know, something that they hate. Yeah. Oh, that's that's really sweet, though. I, I'm I'm th- that's one the best questions I think we've ever had sent in. That's so, really nice. Um, I hope our answers were good enough. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we probably have time for one more. I'll read this last one. I went out last week on the piss and got with a stranger. Went back to his and had sex. When we got down to business, I recognised his dick because it had a piercing on the end of it. Turns out I'd had sex with him last month. He obviously wasn't that memorable because I didn't recognise him the second time around. I mean, wow. Good good for you. Wicked. You, yeah. <laughs> That's wicked. I, that, that could never happen to me. Like, I, I just... I, I mean, I've slept with a, a fair few people, but I, I remember everyone you remember I've, the I've slept with. This is, um, this is a little bit embarrassing to admit, but I actually have a list of everyone I've had sex with. It's only because somebody, somebody asked me... You not that long ago like how many people have you slept with and I was like I don't know so I decided to like write and I don't think I've missed anyone I think I've got everyone down Um, but it was quite interesting to do actually to kind of make that list I'm not going to do that (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to do that I I did have one situation recently where I saw this guy and I was like I think I had sex with him and I I did have to think about it and did Um, you? No, I hadn't. That, that was the thing. I hadn't had sex with him. We had made out once, but I didn't. I hadn't actually had sex with him. Um, so you know, it, you know, sex, sex isn't always memorable. Nah, that's the bad thing. Move on. Next. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what a note to end on. I think, um, Nate. I, I, I want to before we wrap up the show. I, I just want to talk about you again briefly. So, where okay. if, if if people are, are ready for more music from you, yeah. Where should they be looking out for that? Um, straight, I think the easiest thing is to follow me on Instagram, yeah. where I'm more 
publicize and chat about everything that's going on um can i mention my instagram no yeah of okay. course you can what's, so your, <laughs> what, what's your handle nate.ethan.watson okay amazing yeah. well everyone should go and follow you everybody go and follow me um, and then send me a message and any regular listeners of the show as soon as nate brings out some new music we will be playing it here i'll Absolutely. be sending it straight to you callum please please do, uh, do give definitely. it to me as an exclusive I will, there we go he's, yeah. he's said it i've there, said it here it's, it's set in stone yeah now. <laughs> um i also before we go nate um regarding your current situation mm-hmm. and, and this kind of awful situation that you're in yeah. um i think i saw that you had started a crowd funder is that is, is that, yeah, is that right, right to try and raise yeah. some funds around mm-hmm. i mean just the the general health care that you that you need that yeah. should be being given to you by uh, government exactly. but it isn't mm-hmm. um it, where where can people find that? I've got the link for that on my Instagram as well. It's probably the easiest place. Okay, to so like in that. the in it's the in bio. bio section, yeah. So you can just click the link and it will take you straight straight to the page. Okay. Um, but yeah, if anybody can do that, that would be a big help right now. Yeah, as well, no, to be fair. absolutely, completely agree. If anyone is listening and they want to and they want to support Nate in this, I mean, it's it, it, it's a crucial, crucial thing. Yeah, so it is. do go check out I that mean, link. I, I've enjoyed the laughing and joking, but as soon as I go back out, it's going to be like, where am I back, getting back the to real life? From? Yeah. To- totally, totally. I'm glad you've took me away from that for a bit, Callum. We had fun. Yeah, yeah this, definitely. This was, this was do, we have really... to, do we have to end? Oh, shit, I think they're, they're, they're literally going to come and kick us out of the studio if we carry on. I mean, we could give it a go and see. I've never been thrown out by security before. But no, no, you're no. on your own. You're on your own. <laughs> well, Nate, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Thank, Thank you, you so you. much for coming on. Um, I'm going to play you out with a little bit of Deal With It by Gurley. You've been listening to a FUBAR Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com.